0: win stacks of cash by entering the 150k crack the code giveaway
1: Hey there, Cape Cod. It's um, normally high noon on Wednesday. We are running a bit late today and uh, we have uh, some summer traffic to to thank, but we are grateful for the tourists, so um, we will deal with it. And uh, today we have a subject that I think a lot of you will be interested in. If you are a writer or if you've always wanted to be a writer, we have some information and we have a guest who can talk to you about Working towards that goal, I'd like to welcome Nancy Rubin Stewart, who is the executive director of the Cape Cod Writer's Center and uh, its upcoming writing conference, the 57th annual writing conference. And we're going to get a little bit of a preview of the show and also some, um, we're just going to talk about writing. Sounds good. So I, uh, I took a look at your your resume, Nancy, and I have to say that you have some impressive um, places that you've been writing as a journalist, mm-hmm. and I love interviewing journalists because they have great war stories, but, uh, but I also uh, always worry about it because you think, oh no, did I ask the right question? And uh, so let's start with me asking you, what's a question you want to be asked? Let's start that way.
0: What's a question? Why do I write? <laughs>
1: uh, okay, tell me about why you well, write. Well,
0: we write because we have to, because we have something to say we have opinions and we need to express them
1: okay Um, we
0: we can't help it
1: And you I should that. say that that uh, I I have to say I write for the check too, <laughs> but uh, and because it's great to meet people and mm-hmm. and learn that everybody has a different story. Absolutely. Um, I wanted to mention also that in in addition to being the executive director, Nancy's an author with some uh, well acclaimed books, mm-hmm. Defiant Brides and uh, um, the Muse. Muse of the Revolution. And that's about uh, Mercy Warren.
0: Yes, it is Otis. Mercy Otis Warren.
1: Okay, oh. got that. I knew I would do that wrong. <laughs> it's okay. It's <laughs> I always. am sorry, Miss Warren. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so you you've seen this from both sides. You've you've uh, been the author, and also you work daily. And I I know you have monthly sessions for writers mm-hmm. with people who are trying to hone their craft.
0: Yes, that's really the one of our missions. Um, my major mission. I mean, the writers. Excuse me, allergy season. Yes. Um, the, the, uh, the Writers' Center's mission is um, to include and welcome people of, of everybody from beginning to professional writers of all ages, classes, genders, ethnicity, you name it, um, to come and learn to write, to work towards publication. That's our mission.
1: So now, where are you based? Which town?
0: Uh, we're, well, our business office is in Austerville, but we hold our meetings all over the Cape. Um, everywhere from, um, well,
1: Katuit um, or Mashpee uh, all the way down to Brewster. And are these meetings the ones that are, you call Writer's Night Out?
0: Yes, we have monthly meetings. Those are our craft sessions usually. We usually have a speaker or there's something that we we have an expert come in and speak about some aspect of writing. Those are every month except mm-hmm. in July and August. And uh, we also have other activities. We have a seminar that we do an all-day seminar on di- different projects and products On usually on in April. We have um, a youth program, um, young writers, and we also um, have private writing groups. If you're a member, you can join one of these small writing groups. We call them critique groups. The word shouldn't be scary because it's constructive criticism, and people meet regularly if they're working on a manuscript, and they get great feedback from other people in their genre.
1: You know, I always think that good editing is Is a blessing because if you knew how to fix it you would have written it that way in the first place you know and sometimes it has to uh, you know it comes out of you but then you have to have someone else look at it read it experience it in order to be able to tell you this is off you know
0: it's true well you know if you're if you're a writer you need other people who are not your friends not your relatives not the people who love you to look at your manuscript and sort of evaluate it in in a way that will help you make it more attractive to other people. And actually, as you know very well, being a journalist, we also need editors when we do professional writing because they're the ones who probably most of the time polish or trim or in some way make our our work a little better
1: or sometimes they just save your life altogether just <laughs> <That's> before <true. laughs> route 25 was opening up i was doing a, a sights and and scenes kind of um, story on it and apparently i didn't know what those long willowy uh, flowers were called and I might have oh. called them the cat of nine tails, which would have been terribly embarrassing <laughs> and really odd to have on a state highway. <laughs> so that's
0: true. I've had editors save my life too. I remember <laughs> I remember when I used to I used to work for the New York Times as a stringer many years ago. And
1: I remember I had this wonderful
0: editor and he'd say to me, Something in this doesn't smell right. Go back uh, and check that. And of course he was right. That's right. It's to, like you
1: know? the the old fashioned journalist saying that things don't smell right. I haven't heard that in a while. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he did. He was. He was an older guy, but he was. He was great about it.
1: Well, let's move on because I want to make sure we have plenty of time to talk about um, your yearly project and the thing that brings you here right now. Um, tell me a little bit, uh, just a, a short um, synopsis of how the the history of of the annual writers' conference here on Cape Cod.
0: Sure. Well, it began sixty three years ago. Actually, fifty. Well. It began in 1963 with a group of writers um, headed by Marion uh in Craigville who used to get together to compare their manuscripts and try to get published. And during one of their meetings in the winter, they said, you know, there's a lot of famous writers who come here in the summertime. Well, why don't we see if we can get a couple of them to come and talk to us? And that's how that how it began so this is the 57th conference that we're, we're holding this year at the Resort and Conference Center at Hyannis but it's been going on ever since then and well we're kind of proud of it because we're one of the oldest ones in the country and we're workshop
1: based and you had a big award recently Yeah, we did go ahead tell us about <laughs> uh, it
0: yes uh, writer magazine voted us the best writers conference in the state of Massachusetts
1: Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, did they um, have? Do they give you notes with it? That's always interesting. No, they didn't. No. They
0: just let us know, and it was there announced in their magazine. But oh, that's it was nice. very nice. Because you know, there's so many writers' conferences now, almost everywhere there are writers' conferences. But we think ours is sort of special.
1: Well, like book clubs, you know, people are, are developing, not developing, but they're sort of putting aside time for literacy and, you know, getting involved in in talking about their reading and, and writing. So, not that that's a new thing. Obviously, you guys have been around 57 years. Now, I'd like to say that this is the Cape Cod Writers' Center Executive Director Nancy Rubin Stewart, and I say that if you've just joined us, joined us, and she's talking about the fifty seventh annual Writers Conference, which is at the Hyannis Resort. Uh, it's
0: the Resort and Conference Center. Resort and Con-
1: Conference Center down down by the West End, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. And um, tell me the dates.
0: It's uh, August one to four, and August first, which is a Thursday, is just registration. Mm-hmm. People can still register if they need to. Late registration on August second, but the conference goes really three days.
1: And you have a registration uh, deadline coming up that's before that, right?
0: We do, but people can register afterwards. Sometimes we um, we we, we always allow them. There is a late fee if it gets much too close to the conference. Okay, so we welcome
1: you were hoping to get some people in by what? what is the first off Well,
0: they, the technical cutoff is July 21st.
1: Okay, so, so now up. is a good time to be looking at the program yes. and uh, thinking about what you might want to get out of it. Let's talk a little bit about, uh, I had heard that a lot of focus um, this year is it's uh, not only honing the craft, but also making it public, getting published.
0: Oh, yes. Well, that's one of our goals is, is to work towards publication and then get published and promote well there are many different ways to promote today which is why we've expanded some of that um you know we obviously are doing work with digital marketing in the in the book a in you know for books digital marketing has become that's the way to go um we have a new course in podcast this year because that's
1: very popular. Yes, I meant to tell you. I want to cover that one. Oh, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. And, you know, it, it interests me that I've uh, talked to writers who kind of got their book deal because of their blog. Mm-hmm. You know, they gathered mm-hmm. so much attention to their blog mm-hmm. that the uh, publisher said, hey, let's, let's do a book.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great idea. So, you know, podcast, audio, digital um, anyways, we have, we have a couple of computer gurus who can tell you how to do some other things to promote your book that may not be obvious. Um, uh, public speaking, mm-hmm. uh, which is important. And, and I heard private so.
1: parties. Private <laughs> Somebody parties. told me, uh, <laughs> I think, uh, Patrick Francis said she, she was doing book aware. It was like Tupperware, but, but she was selling books at, at private parties, receptions, you know,
0: sure. Yeah. because,
1: uh, Tell me if this is wrong, but I get the impression that that authors are expected to do more and more for their own um, publicity.
0: Unfortunately, yes. And most authors are people who love to put words together on paper or screen and form a story. And now we found we have to be marketing people. And if we were going to be marketing people to start with, we would have been marketing people and made a lot more money, a lot quicker. But we're <laughs> authors. So now this is... we. Almost every company, almost the major publishers, as well as some of the smaller ones, expect the author to do most of their marketing.
1: I think that's probably true for you as a journalist as well. I know that we have uh, people who want the message delivered in various media and here we are today <laughs> <laughs> with one of those media uh, life with Gwen every wednesday and and uh, getting the word out it's it's a blast because i always had the privilege of interviewing people like you um, although this this year there was a story in sunday's uh, books page written by uh, haley robertson about your uh, mm-hmm. about the conference and uh, but it is important to get the message out in a lot of different media to reach all the audiences.
0: I think so because people you know as you know um, more and more people have become privatized in what they watch on on cable um, what they do with their reading so it you know we're not all we're not all going to see everything so it's important not all the it, same place not in the same place so it's important to spread it out mm-hmm. and do it I mean one of our courses is, is actually on um, selling books to non-traditional um, places like gift shops.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: So we have somebody coming who's doing that. That's his company. And mm-hmm. so it's just one more venue. I mean, think about it. You go into Costco, or you go into the into gross, um, you know, a, a pharmacy, and you know there are books while you're waiting in line, and um, you might you might buy them there.
1: Right. I I noticed that even store. the end caps at the grocery store are, are having tables of books now. Yes. Uh, so, sometimes local authors, and um, how long have you been the executive director at the hmm. Writers' Center?
0: Well, let's see, I think since 2011.
1: Okay, yeah. so you have a I bit of history there. I do. And I'm wondering if, um, uh, not to put you on the spot, but I'm wondering if there are some folks who came through the Writers' Center who went on to get some mm-hmm. attention uh, that you might mention.
0: Yes, there are, um, but I can't take responsibility for them.
1: Yep. Um, because, just a little push.
0: <laughs> yeah, because these are people who have worked very hard on their own, and they mm-hmm. were in one of our uh, small writing groups, and they worked and worked. That group was fantastic. They all got traditionally published. Uh, Arlene Kay now mm-hmm. has a whole bunch of books coming out. on uh, their thrillers um, and mysteries. Um, she's with Kensington. Mm-hmm. Uh, David Litwack has a, a new book. He's, he's done very well. Um, these are all people in the group. Uh, Kevin Simmons, who w- was our... F- was I know awesome. Kevin. Kevin mm-hmm. had, has a number of books, always has a new book coming out. Um, and there are so many others. But, you know, these these three stand out in my mind because they've all been quite successful. But they all started in one of our small writing groups.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. And so it was a pretty hot... So group. there are no guarantees, but there are tools. Absolutely. In, y- in your writing courses. We that's what, we, that's what
0: we, we teach them, is tools and... And how to go about it how to form it a lot of people want to write they think they have a story they're not sure how to shape it or what genre it should be in or where it should go is it going to be adult is it going to be young adult I mean these are questions that you know being involved in a in, in a community of writers can, can and, and a lot of professional advice
1: comes through can really help so what are um, So my understanding, and, and here is, if you don't mind my holding it up for the camera. Absolutely. Here is this year's program for the Cape Cod Writers Conference. And where can people pick this up?
0: Uh, it's actually, they can um, find it in most libraries.
1: Okay. Um, it's in most bookstores.
0: Um, it's uh, also in easily attainable online. If All right, they and just go the to, URL? Yeah, if they just go to capecodwriterscenter.org. And then go to conference, which is right on the first page. And And it's a well-done page
1: because uh, I I noticed that you have uh, some of the teachers' bios on there. Oh, yes, we do. So you can see what's being taught and who's teaching it. And uh, tell me a little bit about the conference in terms of how many uh, workshops. And we should talk about price because I think it's pretty accessible. I I seem to remember that.
0: Yes, it is. Uh, Actually, we've done comparisons with other writers' conferences, and we're actually lower. Um, if you aren't a member, it's eighty dollars to register.
1: Okay, and then
0: you can take one a class. It's one session. You can take a class. It's two session. There's they're only each session is two hours long and mm. they're spread out over the three days or a three session class. So the most expensive for a three session in depth where you really sit down and work on your things and the instructor helps you, uh, one hundred and fifty dollars for mm-hmm. that. Uh, the two sessions are one twenty, and the one session is seventy. And we also offer, we offer one or two free courses and some perks and chance for people to read their writing to other people, which is mm-hmm. also very helpful. We offer mentoring sessions with um, agents or faculty member. If they want to have a private consultation, have someone look at their manuscript and go through it with them. They can send 10 pages and then the instructor will read it ahead.
1: I say, we have to get going on this, guys, because uh, you'll come up against yeah. that deadline quickly if you're yeah, going to one, pre-submit someone. That's
0: right, yeah. Something. And then there's also queries. So a query is your selling tool. We, some people call it the elevator pitch
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, or the elevator speech or the pitch, and that has to be just a few sentences. So you have to boil your your whole book down. And
1: is there a course helping you to do that?
0: Uh, well, we do. We do have an agent pitch um, session. It's called Agent Quick Query, where you can sign up and read your pitch to an agent. Uh-huh. It's very inexpensive. It's twenty five dollars. You you get ten minutes with them. It's kind of kind of speed dating with agents. <laughs> it. Uh,
1: now, I also and that's with
0: agents. I'm sorry. But that's what agents do. I mean, they have hundreds of manuscripts every week, and they first want to look at the pitches. And if it appeals to them, they might read the first few pages of a manuscript. So pitches are really important.
1: There there must be um, a benefit of doing it in person
0: because you can't just
1: walk into an agent's office.
0: No, you can't. uh, (laughs) You can't even call them on the phone. Right. And if you write to them, you may or may not hear. So it's a great opportunity to do that. It's
1: you know. interesting. I, I know several people on the Cape, authors who, mostly series authors, mm-hmm. who ended up uh, forming their own um, publishing house, like Kate Conway, who's on mm-hmm. your schedule, Absolutely. simply because it was easier than, than yes. getting into the, the major ones. You know? Well,
0: a lot of people, too. And she switched yeah, later. Yeah, a lot of people, too, feel Um, they don't have the time. I mean, getting published traditionally is a long process unless you're already with a publishing house and an agent or editor. And uh, they feel it it could take quite a long time. So a lot of people feel, gee, I have this book. It's pretty good. I've had Mm -hmm. it read by other people, and they get it self-published. So we do quite a bit with self-publishing too.
1: And it has to be the right fit with an agent. Absolutely. Uh, I recently was at an event with uh, Jennifer Weiner, and she said that there was a wonderful agent in California who was her first choice until the agent said, no, your heroine has to lose 30 pounds or she won't be appealing. <laughs> and Jennifer went home and thought about it and said, no, I don't think so. I think the point is that she is appealing with right. those 30 pounds.
0: Yeah, well, you can't so. go to an agent with a children's book if you're the agent's into women's fiction. I mean, you know, you've got to know what they like. And if people do look on agent websites, they will see specifically what the agent is interested mm-hmm. in. But a lot of people don't.
1: And But the opportunity at the writers' conference is for you to match people up with uh, an agent that they can right. actually and speak to.
0: That's right. And I, and I do think, it's again, face, face value is so important and seeing somebody and saying, well, maybe that's not quite right. They may have that opportunity for the conversation. Maybe if you angle that story this way... Mm-hmm. You know, I think this is a thinking on the spot, and then they could send in the pitch later, and who knows? It happens.
1: Now, I know that the the sessions are open to everyone. Do you get a cross mix of people in terms of people who are maybe freshly retired and just starting to put uh, pen to paper? Um, boy, that's an old phrase, but some people still write that way. <laughs> um, and, you know, combined with people who are closer, you know, in their journey to publication.
0: Yes, we welcome beginning writers. We have a lot of people who, again, may be close to retirement, have a story they have always wanted to write. They're going to have time to do it. Um, we have people who are beginner writers or want to be aspiring. We have people who are already published who come because there's a course that will appeal to them, that mm-hmm. something they haven't looked at or that they need some work on. So <laughs> it runs the gamut. And we don't um, discriminate in terms of, well, if you're a beginner, you go in this it's, it's, it's not, open to it's,
1: everybody. Main, uh, mainstreaming. <laughs> it, it's it's open to everybody. everybody. Absolutely. And um, tell me the website once again so yes. that people...
0: Yes, it's Cape CodWritersCenter.org.
1: And you can get all the information we're talking about in terms of the sessions. I had read that uh, your keynote speaker is Casey Sherman.
0: Yes, he is. <laughs> we're pretty excited about that. We can't wait to hear what he has to say. And I mean, he's written so many fascinating books. And, and his
1: books tend to go right onto film. Yeah,
0: they do. And of course, he is also very much involved in film. So it'll be good to hear about that translation from book to film.
1: Mm-hmm. The Finest Hour and uh, Twelve, Boston Strong.
0: Right, 12. 12, and, yeah. And, uh, the Ice Bucket Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there's a few others, but <laughs> those are the big They ones.
1: tend to be very topical subjects that, that he is uh, writing about. As they are happening.
0: That's right. Yeah. So, and uh, and we will have a book signing with him afterwards, so people can get. When is
1: the keynote? It. It's on
0: Saturday, August third. It's the keynote luncheon.
1: Now that, and and how how do you sign up for that? Well,
0: you have to be uh, join the the conference and mm. sign up for a course.
1: I see. Yeah. So, okay. All the registration is explained. You've said a couple of times that uh, if you're a member, tell me about membership, you know, if you're not just coming for this one conference, if you live here and you want to.
0: Well, if you join. And um, as you as you pay a registration fee, you automatically become a member of the Cape Cod Writers Center. Then you then you get all of our information every mm-hmm. month and our meetings and all the perks that come. come
1: okay, how much through. is it to register? It's,
0: it's eighty, and that's the same that, cost okay. as if you were just to register. To be a member.
1: This happens to me every time I go to a museum. I think uh-huh. I'll just join because it's the cost of one visit, right. you know.
0: That's the idea. So but in this case we send I don't know what happens with museum memberships, but we do send information. We send reports on our writer's night out. We send invitations. Mm-hmm. Um, we let them know about special contests. I mean, there are a lot so of So you're really
1: things. signing up for um, no. an interactive, is it a yearly thing? Yes, it's uh, a yearly. Annual membership that's going to keep you um, in the writing community and I, maybe motivate you to keep writing?
0: I think it's real important um, because being a writer, as you know, even a journalist there's a certain solitary aspect to this, especially though if you're just writing if you're writing book or magazine and you're not in a newsroom it's it's very isolating um you know <laughs> and so well, in the old days, anyway, if you think about um you know the Algonquin for instance and and all of that that went on, people always met after lunch and then they all sat around and talked about writing and books and so on. And I think that there's that's that's the whole that's very important because otherwise if you're writing all day by yourself, whether you have family or not, that's it. You have no feedback. So this way you have a community of other people who can share their problems, and share their solutions, and talk to you about the new trends, and you can share what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think it's real important to have a writing community.
1: And if you're out there of Algonquin, they have Hamlet, the cat, that yeah. works there. And I believe there is some talk of absinthe, but... Yes, uh,
0: well, that's another story. <laughs> and there's an old tradition of that, but...
1: They're not serving mm-hmm. absinthe no, at writer's there? night out. Maybe no, a little coffee.
0: Maybe a little coffee. So. Um, but it does benefit people, and and they say, gee, that never occurred to me. I mean, we do a problem-solving session every year where people bring their problems or they bring solutions to things they found out, and that's a very mm-hmm. popular session because some of that nobody ever heard about before. Somebody happened to discover
1: it. It's always now, changing. Based on past years, about how many people do you expect?
0: Well expect somewhere between 125 and 150 uh, okay for participants.
1: and do you have any sense of how many of those people are from the cape and how many are coming from off Cape? yes,
0: yes we do <laughs> yeah we do an exit survey and we, we ask where people are from it's usually about 60 to 65 percent that are on cape and the others come from who knows where uh the region but also we just got a somebody signed up from nebraska
1: well, yeah. does it either they come for the session or it coincides with their vacation right right,
0: but we do advertise nationally, so mm. I mean you know our our faculty are mostly from the region, but we do have some from far away. We have uh, one member who's coming from California.
1: Do you have a couple of, uh, not to be name-dropping, but you know, it's always fun to see what's going on. Um, I never used to name-drop, and I was teaching a class at middle school, and the kids were so engaged once we started talking about celebrities. They do. do. So are there some names we might recognize in addition to Casey Sherman? Um,
0: Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you know, Jules Selbo is a big Hollywood screenwriter. She's Mm -hmm. been teaching on screenwriting. Tim Weed is an acclaimed fiction writer. Um, who's been, who's coming. He has in. a new book out. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Deiris, um, he wrote that book, The Language of Men, which remains extremely popular. Um, it sort of could go on and on. Uh, Tracy Strauss, who does a lot of, um, she just had a new award and new books coming out. Um, it just, um, Marcella Pixley has a new book coming out. She's She does Young Adult, Mm-hmm. Um,
1: hot movie. still hot huh very young hot, adult because hot, selling it from what i hear selling across the um across the genres you know i i find that uh kate conway's books may have been written for young adults but you know they're being <laughs> read all over the place yes and is. speaking of marketing she's very clever <laughs> she's
0: very very good at it she's she's uh, yeah her books have, have done you know have done very well and will continue to do. And she's also a great teacher.
1: You um, you may have seen, we did a story on Kate, probably several, but one in particular. And you may remember her because she's also a born school bus driver. That's right. That's her day job. <laughs> or maybe know. it's different now. Maybe her day job is publishing. No, no, she her... still
0: drives the bus.
1: <laughs> so it's, um, um, I imagine that this is a lucrative place for people to come to in the summer because, you know, you, you get wonderful uh, instructors and um, also, you know, there are other not best in the writer's magazine, but there are some <laughs> other festivals and, and uh, around that that bring in, out a lot of authors.
0: Sure. But I think also for many people who write professionally, they they can come and make a vacation, come to the conference and they can still write off, write off. <laughs>
1: That's <laughs> part right. Of
0: the vacation.
1: is there any um is there anything we're kind of coming up to the end of our time together is there anything that uh, we haven't talked about that you'd like to emphasize
0: um i guess just that if you have a story and you say oh i'm never going to do it or i haven't done it i think it's really important to have faith in yourself other people have done it i mean it's not it's not magic it's hard work but it's great fun and I think you should try because this, you know, we've all heard the Rawlings and all the, others, all the other people who wrote at the kitchen table and then ended up being bestsellers. I mean, I'm not saying you can all be bestsellers, but I'm saying if you've got a great story, you probably do have a great story. And I think it's really important to get it down, even if you self-publish it. Mm-hmm. If you get it down, it's there. It's there forever. It gets registered.
1: And you know, we're seeing more and more people do stories for their families. You know where where they uh, you know do it for the generations I to come. That's great. To you know, fifty aren't there, copies.
0: Aren't there? Don't you wish? I know. I wish I'd asked my grandparents more things. things. Yes, and I do. To, and do wish. And I think those. And we do, of course, in memoir we do too. In fact, that I wish you know we had done that. And I think memoir for your family is is another very important part of putting down. Your life, your ideas, your perceptions on paper, on screen.
1: (laughs) It's so wonderful to talk to those authors, especially some of them are are really filled with joy, and and a lot of them are quite humorous, you know, the, uh, the books that are produced. So one more time, let's end this by telling you that we are here today with Nancy Rubin Stewart, the Executive Director of the Cape Cod Writers' Center, and she will tell us when and where.
0: Okay, it's um, August 1st to 4th, although the 1st is only registration. You are welcome to come then, or you could register if you want to late, you know, August 2nd. The courses go August 2nd to Sunday. That's Friday to Sunday, August 4th. It's at the Resort and Conference Center at Hyannis. You can always Google Cape Cod Writers Center, and you'll see our post on the conference and get all the information you need.
1: It, uh, I, I wanted to just mention that it's the 57th annual Cape Cod Writers' Center Conference. And then before I thank you, Nancy, I want to tell you, if you're a regular watcher and you are interested in flower arranging, get some cut flowers for yourself and a vase because next week we are going to be visiting with Susan Dewey, who is a, uh, a very uh, well-acclaimed and, and award-winning flower arranger. Um, and-